Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, January 26th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by Cole Shelton on this Tuesday morning. We don't have a UFC card to preview, Cole, but we got a lot of news to talk about, so I wanted to get you on, man. Uh, a lot of odds been dropping for some future fights and stuff, so there's there's a lot to talk about, Cole. So how's it going, man? Um, I didn't get a chance to talk to you yesterday, Cole. I had Marcel on to do the recap, but I know you enjoyed UFC 257, right? Yeah, it was good card, honestly. Final two fights are just. Uh, we both picked the Chandler upset. I still, yep. I think he should have been the favorite the entire time, but I thought I did not expect that. I did not expect him to go out there and knock out Dan Hooker in the first. I think it opened at minus one ten each, so it was a pick yeah. them, right? So I remember when that came out. I think I messaged you and I was like, I really like Chandler in this fight. I, I just really believe in the guy, man. He's got that explosive KO power. He's got that athleticism. We saw that in the fight. You know, Dan Hooker's performance left a lot to be desired. He hasn't actually said too much since uh, the loss. I don't know if he's released a statement. I don't think he has. It's a tough setback for him, man. You know, Cole, like, he travels, like, halfway across the world to fight uh, and then gets KO'd in the first round. Now he's got to wait a month to see his, his young daughter, I believe, and his wife. So that's brutal, man. I mean, that is – you could, it's devastating, right? Like, what these guys and girls sacrifice to be a world champion, Cole, it's like what – Normal people like us, we don't ever dream of thinking of doing. You know what I mean? Like th- what they do on a daily basis uh, for these fight camps and traveling around the world, and especially these days with COVID and stuff. Dude, I mean, at this point, Cole, like we're having a lot of discussion these days about potentially maybe no events in Vegas for a little while now because there's a lot of issues as far as international fighters traveling um, with this quarantine and stuff. Dana White's saying now that they're not even sure what's going on with the Biden administration. So it's kind of a funny time call, honestly, but I'm glad we at least had that one card. Uh, and we're supposed to have like what four or five cards coming up in, in Vegas now, like this month, next month. So, you know, that's tentatively the plan, Cole. But are you going to be surprised if something changes and they, they can't hold these events? No, no, no. And just on Hooker, like him taking this fight was a big, so it was short notice because I was t- close to the managers, I was talking about it. They wanted this, so they were pushing for this fight because they didn't know because. UFC was talking about Gage and Oliveira and Hooker's Mansion. Like they did, I don't think the UFC realized what it's like to get back into New Zealand because they were pushing the UFC every single day. Like, tell us if we're fighting or not. Like, at this point, we don't care if you move on, but at least just tell us because they have to book in their quarantines. Then you're impacting like the manager. All the coaches can't get back in, so you're not even just impacting Hooker's life. You're man, you're impacting Hooker's family, his coaches, his coach's family. Like, you're impacting like dozens upon dozens of people because you're trying to figure out if you want hooker to fight Chandler or not. So, and then the thing is like hooker basically spent like 10% of the year traveling just for this fight. Cause he had to leave a week and a half early leaving, uh, leaving to go to fight Island. And then he's on fight Island for four and a half weeks. You're already at six weeks before he can get back in New Zealand. And then he gets back in New Zealand has to do two weeks. You're at eight weeks already just traveling for this fight let alone not even the training, not even any of that. So, like, it's just crazy. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I kind of think that's why Hooker threw in his gloves. I don't think he's retired. But I think he kind of realized, like, it's a lot to give up to leave my family for 10 weeks just for travel, and then plus all the time I've gone tra- uh, training. But I think he's kind of like, until this blows over, like, I wouldn't be surprised we don't see Dan Hooker fight. Yeah, I, I agree, Cole. It's it's a tough situation for guys like in, in his spot where you have a family, but you also need to quarantine coming from New Zealand where their COVID rates are very Whoa. low. Right? So what happened? 
Ariel just tweeted. We got breaking. We got breaking. What Jake happened? Paul will fight Ben Askren in an eight-round pro boxing match on April 17th. Ben Askren versus Jake Paul. It's official. I mean, we've heard rumors about it. Uh, Jake Paul recently said that he had to push the fight back a few weeks. And I guess it's official now. So, Ariel, let me get the tweet. Okay, I'll put it on the screen here. Ariel, right? Yeah. Okay. That's crazy, eh? That's really odd. Jake Paul wins. I see it. Let me pull it up here on the screen. <sighs> Got it? Yeah. So dude, he doesn't have much else, but we do have some tidbits. Jay Paul will fight Ben Askren, A-round pro boxing match per thrill Triller founder Ryan Cavanaugh. I got to be honest, man. I've never heard of the Triller app before the Tyson fight. I got to be honest, Cole. Had you or no? The no, the thing is, I since that event, I'm close to like uh, that Ryan guy I've talked to. I've talked yeah, to yeah, the yeah. guys because they got they got me like Bodu Jack and stuff. So I'm kind of hoping they can maybe give me Paul and Askin for this one. But the thing is, I kind of figured it was Aspen. So Aspen, he told me when Chael put that out, he's like, "Yeah, I like it's done deal for me." And then I was talking to him like two weeks ago, and he said he's heard nothing from Triller. And then when, um. Jake Paul said April 17th. I messaged Ben and he's quick to respond to me, which is I didn't really expect that. And he just said, normally every single time I ask him, it's just a yes or no. And he said, uh, just have to wait and see. So I kind of thought it was going to be him, but I can't really run anything with just wait and see. So then I messaged Ryan and he said, it's an MMA fighter. And I said, is he retired? And then I was kind of just trying to see if he was asking. I'm like, are they retired? He said, I'm not going to say that. So then I'm like, well, that just kind of leaves a Dylan Danis or Ben Askren, but we I have, we have odds of this fight. Have you seen them? No. Yeah, I don't know when they came out. It say it says here yesterday. So I mean, they must have just came out. I didn't even notice them. Minus one eighty for Jake Paul, plus one fifty for Ben. Uh, ben Askren. I agree with that. And you like Jake? Yeah. I picked Jake by knockout in this fight. Yeah, I mean, listen, I obviously Ben Askren is not a stand-up fight. If this is MMA, Ben yeah. Askren absolutely destroys Jake. Oh, Paul. I mean, that's not even possible, of course. I agree. I just think that maybe, you know, the guy had one fight, what, two fights against two guys that aren't boxers. Like Ben Askren's a legitimate MMA fighter. He's been training boxing for 10 years, 15 years. So he has some boxing call, but I'm with you. I mean, the chin definitely worries me. Um I don't know. He's got some quitting him a little bit too. Like after seeing that Maya fight, I just don't know. I mean, he hasn't fought what professionally in two years, like almost two years, right? So it's been a while since Aspen's fought. Yeah, I mean, Paul probably wins, but honestly, I had the same reservations against Nate Robinson. I'm like, can he? You know, he's got one fight. Is he gonna actually go in there and do what the odds are saying? And he went and did it. So yeah, speaking of Nate Rob. Dude, you know it's pretty bad when Nate Robinson's roasting you, Cole? Like, Conor McGregor? Like, if Nate Robinson's taking a shot at you, like, it's pretty bad. But yeah, I mean, like, you know, guys, like, this is going to be a blockbuster pay-per-view. I don't, it's on the same card as his brother, obviously. It's a different card. Those guys, listen, man, they, you can say what you want about the Paul Brothers, Cole. These guys are, they're living the life, man. They got mansions. They got girls. They got money. They got everything, Cole. And they're going to make a lot more money after this. And the thing is, if Jake Paul knocks up Ben Askren, like the odds are saying, Cole, that sets him up for, like, any fight, really. Because you're just... He beats a top five guy that was in the UFC. He was a top five guy back last year at one point. Top there five any props for? I don't think yet? so. No, no props for either of the Paul fights right now. I just see the money line minus one eighty plus one fifty. That's what I'm seeing right now. Bet online. So seems about right. Cool. I, I feel like it's the same as the Robinson on. Let me double check. But no, well, yeah, no Robinson. Yeah, Paul opened at minus one seventy. Robinson plus one forty. So very similar odds. I'm surprised because I would 
pick Ben Askren over Nate Robinson. So I thought. Oh, I mean, not even a question. Those odds were crazy. Those odds should have been way higher. I mean, I remember when we broke it down, I wasn't too uh, confident in him because he only had the one fight, but you were like, well, you were all over him. I was all over Roy Jones. He almost pulled it off, man, even though it's such a bad yeah, decision if he went. <laughs> Nate Robinson didn't train any boxing. He trained it in like four months. And, oh, it, no. and he, his whole game plan was let me run at him with my head straight up, my hands down. It was it was bad. And and again, you know, he's out there memeing Connor McGregor right now. And he's making fun of himself too, which is funny. So no shame in that. Um, let's talk about some odds for Poirier Cole, because listen, man, the guy had an absolutely phenomenal performance. I talked about yesterday with Marcel. It was amazing. Cole and and again can't happen to a better guy like Dustin is uh, by all accounts one of the better guys in the business. It's a guy that's constantly spending time and money to donate to charitable causes. A guy who's really turned his career around in many ways. Like as a featherweight, he was kind of up and down. He lost some fights he should have won, and then he moves up to the lightweight. And since then, he's an absolute uh, elite contender. So we have some odds, uh, Cole, for his next fight. We got Babel fan here, Mister Marcel. What's up? What's up, Marcel? We got some odds for future fights, Cole. Um, we got Dustin Poirier against Charles Oliveira. We got Dustin Poirier versus Habib, which I don't think is going to happen. We got Dustin versus Chandler, which is definitely a possibility. And then Dustin versus Conor McGregor. Okay, so two questions, okay? Two questions, Cole. First question, who's most likely going to be his next opponent? Don't even get in these breakdowns, in, uh, individual breakdowns. Just who do you think will be his next opponent, Dustin Poirier? Because he will be fighting for the belt in his next fight. There's no doubt about it. Who... Do I? It sh- should be. Do both. Do who you think it's going to going to be, and who it should be. Do that. It it should be Charles Oliveira for the belt. I think it's the Conor McGregor trilogy or Michael Chandler because those are the two big fights of the UFC. The unfortunate thing is Charles Oliveira deserves to be fighting for the belt. I don't think the Dana White's too high on him. I don't think the UFC brass really thinks he's. He doesn't, in Dana White's turn, push the needle. He's not a needle mover, whatever. whatever move, is move the needle. Move the needle. Yeah, that's his yeah. common thing. So I don't think Oliver is that. That's why I think it's going to be the Conor or Trilogy or Michael Chandler because those are the bigger fights. Yeah, and I think you can bet on that too and like who his next opponent's going to be. I don't know. It's tough to say, guys. Honestly, after the win, I'm with Cole. It should be Oliver Poria just based on if, if this is a sport, and it's supposed to be, but it really isn't sometimes. But if it's a, a true sport call, it should be the top two guys. And right now, Poirier, he actually just overtook Gaethje in the rankings, which makes – actually, I wasn't I was surprised Gaethje was even ranked above him considering they had the, the fight and he knocked him out. But he's number one now, and I think Oliver is number three right behind Gaethje. But the thing is, he has an eight-fight win streak. So he's coming off back-to-back wins over Tony Ferguson and Kevin Lee in 2020. He looked incredible. Eight-fight win streak, guys. I mean, to me, that's worthy of the title shot. So if it was up to me, but I'm not a promoter. I'm just I'm a fan and a media member who wants to see what's what's done right and see the. I think it's the amazing fight too. I think it'd be an incredible fight. So I, if it was up to me, I would make that fight. Poirier versus Oliveira. Having said that, Cole, I don't think that's it's going to happen. I got to be honest with you, Cole. I don't want to see this happen, guys, because quite frankly, I don't think he deserves it. But I think it's going to be Conor Cole. You know, we talked about it right after the fight, and I said you're crazy. But the more I thought about Cole, I think you're actually right about this one, just because we. Last night, the pay-per-view numbers came out, Cole. 1.6 million pay-per-views, Cole. I mean, that's pretty damn good, right? Second of all time to UFC 229. That was 2.4 million, by the way, the Khabib fight. So that was crazy. But 1.6 is amazing. The trilogy could even do 2 million, potentially. Yeah. I understand there's a lot of people that are, like, lower on Connor now because he got knocked out in brutal fashion. but And that's understandable. But 
Honestly, Cole, I think it's a big fight. So as much as I do think Oliveira deserves it, I think it's going to be Connor. And I will say this. I love Michael Chandler. I picked him to win. I've been a fan of the guy for 10 years. How is he really in the in the talk of this title shot? He has one fight in the UFC, guys. One fight against the guy in Dan Hooker, who's a good fighter, but not an elite guy, in my opinion. He never had an elite win. So except for Gilbert Burns, he does have that win. I'll, I'll give him that, but at a different weight class. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Connor. I just – I don't think he deserves it. I just think the UFC, it's all about the dollar bill right now. They, Cole, they don't have fans right now. They need as much pay-per-view revenue as they can get, especially with – I mean, we don't even know when this fight's going to happen. And Vegas is up in the air now with as far as holding fights go. It's, there's a lot of question marks of the UFC. I think at this point they just need guaranteed blockbuster fights. That's a guaranteed blockbuster fight. Um. I will say this as well with Chandler. I, again, I love the guy. I don't want to throw shade at him because I really like him. But the rankings came out today. He's ranked above Tony Ferguson. I don't agree with that either. That's Tony Ferguson has 15 wins in the UFC. He's 15-3. He lost to three really good fighters. Oh, well, Michael Johnson. I mean, that was a weird fight. By the way, Dustin Poirier, guys, has 10 wins in the UFC, and two, 11 wins in the UFC, and two losses. One of them is Khabib. One's to Michael Johnson. That's so weird, Cole. Michael Johnson... He also has 11 wins in the UFC, just like Dustin, right? He also has 12 losses. He has a losing record. He knocked out Dustin and he beat Tony Ferguson. It makes no sense. MMA is so weird, guys. By the way, so yeah, I mean, that's just a strange one. But okay, so yeah, I think it's going to be uh, Connor. Now let's get into the actual odds for these fights, like if they actually happen. We'll start with the Connor fight, Cole, because this is the one that I think threw some people off a little bit when the odds came out. I talked about online, Adam Burns there. He's their odds maker. I talked to him uh, privately. When the odds came out, actually before they came out, because I, I asked them, I'm like, hey, do you have a line for this fight? Because I know people are going to ask me about it. And he said, yeah, I'm thinking 140 for Connor and plus 120 Dustin. And when he said that to me, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because I understand how the lines move with uh, just basically two-way action. And, and the books, uh, they, they they know Connor's going to get bet on Cole. He was minus 340. So, yes, he got knocked out. But I can understand why they opened him as a favorite. It's not the first time this has happened. Like, there's been fights, like, where a guy got finished, like, uh, JDS versus Kane, the first one. JDS won as an underdog. The second fight, Kane was the favorite again, dominated him, right? So, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's possible. Just how about, how about Nate Diaz? And is the favorite again. Yeah, that one. How about Nate Diaz versus Connor? The first fight, he was the dog, Nate Diaz. He was the dog the second fight, too, if I'm not mistaken. So, it is what it is. Um, as far as, like, the odds go, it's minus 140, Connor, and plus 120, Dustin. I got to be honest, Cole, I see value in Dustin, though. I, I do, you know, because we just saw the fight, and, and he destroyed him, dude. So, yeah, it's a different fight. The kicks are going to be different. I think you still have to check the kicks. But what were your initial thoughts when you saw that? Like, did you see value on Connor or Dustin? I'm not surprised it opened like that. I figured Connor opened as a favorite just because everyone knows Connor's just getting bet on people. When Connor's fighting, they're going to go, oh, I'm going to watch the fight. I might as well throw some money down to make it a bit more entertaining. Here's 50 bucks on Connor. All those little bets eventually add up. Like, they're those, like the one Fitzgerald bet's not going to move the need. Like, the, like the line, but would you have thousands upon thousands of people, just casual betters throwing 50 or hundred bucks on Connor? That's what makes in that minus three forty. I would not be surprised if this fight gets made, say it's made for like June, whatever. I would not be surprised if Connor's an over two to one favorite by the time they step wow. into the on. It's, I guess it's, it's definitely possible. I mean, you look at the, the odds for the first two fights, he was favorite, but I think some people are down on him now because of this loss. I personally think that you got to look at Poirier as a plus money underdog in this fight, but we'll see. I mean, we have, we have no idea it's going to happen. Also, Connor took a lot of damage in this fight. Cole, he was on crutches. Like, he's going to be out for a little while. Like, he took a lot of damage in this fight. I don't expect it to happen anytime soon. Maybe the summer at the earliest. And again, it may not be Connor. There's other options. We're going to get to those in one second. Let me just get these comments. First from Marcel. 
aka Battle Fan, no Adam Carter didn't get KO'd with TKO. Cole, TKO or KO for that fight? Oh, it was a KO. Dude, Big John McCarthy's out there saying, no, it's a TKO. He's explaining why. And people were in the comments were like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Like, dude, he was unconscious. He went unconscious. Like, that's a KO. So, also, <laughs> um, Ariel, I guess, talked to both at Paul and Askren. It's like on ESPN. Oh, the trash talk's already starting. It's, so, he said the fights can happen 185 to 189 pounds. And like Askren said, I know Jake Paul is enjoying pretending to be a fighter. I'm thinking, I think on April 17th, he's going to be have a rude awakening. I'm going to put his dreams to an end. And then Paul goes, Ben Askren is a two-time NCAA champion, a world champion, two different mixed martial arts organizations, has less losses than Conor McGregor. Me, on the other hand, I started boxing two years ago, and I'm still going to knock his ass out faster than Mazadal did. And then okay. you just I'll watch it. I'm gonna watch the fight and, and yeah, Marcel, we know. <laughs> but we agree with you, Marcel, because there's definitely a KO. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're gonna there's gonna be some good trash. They're both good at trash talking. Jake Paul's listen, dude. I understand he's not everyone's cup of tea cool. And as someone I'm not really like I watch YouTube, but I don't watch like that kind of stuff. Like the TMZ stuff ish, you know what I mean? The gossip stuff. So I don't really I didn't really know the Pauls too much until the, the boxing fight's cool. I gotta be honest, I actually like these guys, man. They're 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 funny, you know. They're, they're doing their thing, and no one's getting hurt. They're just making money, and we're watching it. Well, Nate Robinson's getting hurt. That's the one guy. Kevin Scott. How's it going, Kevin? He says, Connor can draw without a belt. I think they make more money keeping him away from the title fights. Do Dustin Gaethje, too, for the belt. For, that'd be fun. That Connor fight Nate doesn't affect the division. What do you think of that, Cole? You think Connor Nate, or you think Nate gets someone else? Because Nate's after calling for a title shot now. If they don't do Connor Poirier 3, I think that's the fight for Connor. I think Connor needs. Connor next fight is massive. I think he needs to win it. He has to win, eh? Yeah. That's why I think that Poirier fight is risky. I still, I think Poirier Connor is a 50-50 fight. I think no matter you throw him in there at this current stage of their career, I think you throw him in there ten times. I wouldn't be surprised if Connor wins five and Poirier wins five. It's just, I'm just surprised the way he lost, man. I gotta be honest, like because it seemed like he had the fight in control. The first round, Cole, he looked good in that first round, keeping long. Throwing some nice strikes from from distance. Dustin Poirier, if anything, like his his defense looked a little shaky in the first. But you know, once again, just like the Nate fight, Cole, that he kind of got tired, in my opinion. You know, no one's really talked about the conditioning, Cole. The ring rust, I think, played a factor. He had forty seconds in the last what two and a half years in the yeah. age, so that's a factor, man. And I think that played a huge factor in this fight. The kicks as well. But again, I talked about with Marcelo yesterday. Fans don't need to make excuses for this guy. He's one of the most highly paid fighters of all time. I mean, he. He can handle himself. He's a grown man, you know. He's got other things on his mind. Actually, that's a good question. Do you think any of the stuff outside the cage affected his mental capacity during this fight? Do you think at all? Or do you think it's it's worth mentioning that those stories have come out in the last couple of weeks? I don't think. I think he it might have played a bit of fact. I don't think it really played much. I don't think he really had a whole lot. Like, it didn't really go anywhere. Like, it came out the Monday fight week, and then you didn't hear anything. Right come like even tuesday like i don't really know how much that maybe it did impact him a little bit maybe it's hard to say it's i just think he's been dealing with that his entire career like people always saying stuff about him where i think he's kind of have to tune that out now yeah i agree with that too i mean and again he's he's actually used to that goal because he's been a big star for a long time okay let's look at some other odds here so that was uh connor and dustin now what about okay well i don't think this is going to happen at all because I don't think Khabib fights again, Cole. I think he's done, and I don't think he'd fight Dustin. I think there was a like a one percent chance he might have fought Connor had Connor did something spectacular. Minus five hundred for Khabib, plus three eighty five for Dustin. Is there any value in Dustin in the rematch? You know, the first fight happened. He had the guillotine. He almost had him, but 
eventually he got choked on himself and he pretty much got dominated in that fight. So is there any value plus 385? I mean, that's a pretty big number for a guy who just knocked out Conor McGregor. I don't really see anyone beating Habib. I think it's just so hard to. His wrestling is just so good. I think the only way you beat Habib is if you have... I think that's why Conor Gagey had a shot, just because they only need one punch and they can knock you out. I think that's the only way you beat Habib is he comes in for a shot, you just catch him right on the chin and put him out. Or Chandler, too. He has that one-punch KO power. You're not going to decision Habib. You're not going to out-wrestle Habib. Habib is going to take you down. There's no question. You cannot stop all the takedowns. So basically, you know Habib's going to win a decision if it goes there just because of he's going to win the rounds. The only way to beat Habib is land that one shot and knock him out. But so far, he's shown a good chin. Like, he took Connor's left hand. He took Gaethje's shots. And he didn't even get rocked. Like, I don't really know if anyone has that power to knock him out. I mean, not only that, did he not get rocked. But, you know, he knocked down Connor when they fought. You know, he held his own against Gaethje. He did lose the first round to the kicks. That's fair to say. But the second round, he looked improved. He looked like he made adjustments. So... You know, you mentioned the one-punch knockout. Like, that's the one way to beat him, Cole. I agree. But I do think you could submit him, too, potentially, too. I mean, it's, it's MMA, right? So we saw Dustin had that choke pretty tight. What happens if Dubronx gets his neck? Like, then it's probably a wrap, right? So I do think there is some path to victory to b to b But in general, the guy with the wrestling call, it's just – it's amazing. And to be honest with you, I've watched every single fight from Habib because I remember his – I remember his very first fight he fought – Diego Tavares, I want to say, didn't he? He did him with the rear naked choke. I think that's what he did. Let me double check. My, my brain looks pretty well sometimes, but it is pretty early in the morning. But I'm pretty sure that was his first fight in Nashville, right? Yes. Yes, Kamal Shalry's third-round submission. I called him, man. Got that memory. That was almost 10 years ago. The only fight that he's had that was ever competitive, Cole, was against Gleason Tebow. The only fight. And a lot of people thought he lost that fight, like a decision. It was a terrible fight where they just pressed against each other against the fence for three rounds. It was a horrible fight on the Anderson, Chael Sonnen undercard. That fight, Cole, was buried on the undercard for that for that uh, pay-per-view. It's crazy, like, how um, this guy's basically turned to a superstar. I mean, I've, I've watched him fight for a long time. I saw him fight Pat Healy in Toronto, too, on the Jones uh, the undercard for Jones Gustafson, the first fight in the main card, and it, he, he dominated him. So, I mean, the guy's incredible. But like any fighter, Cole, anyone can lose in this sport. It's just amazing Khabib's the one guy who has it, and he's 29-0. I'd like to see him go for 30 no Cole, but I don't know, man. I, I just – not not these fights, not right now. Maybe he'll have a change of heart next year or something. Like, But I think Cole is going to take a while off. So, yes, there are odds for this fight, guys, but honestly, you're better off saving your money. I will say this, though. I wouldn't bet on the Khabib feature line at minus 500. I would rather take a shot on Dustin at plus 385, Cole, at like a quarter unit, like a small punch, because he does have what it takes to win the fight. I'm just not going to like pick him out right if that ever happened. Okay, two other fights to talk about with far as Dustin goes, Cole. Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Dustin Poirier minus 200. Michael Chandler plus 170. So Dustin's a decent size favorite, two to one favorite. It's an interesting fight. I mean, listen, like Chandler was out there. He's talking now. He's saying, I'm going to pressure Dustin. I'm going to put him on his back foot. He won't be able to get me against the fence where he does his best work. He does it right against the cage, right? He's dangerous there. Chandler is a great fighter. I don't know, Cole. Like to me, I, I. I don't know how you could pick against Dustin in that fight because it's probably going to take place in the feet. I think Dustin's got a better chin. I think he's got the better cardio. I love Michael. He's got the chance to knock him out in the first round, Cole. But I think if he doesn't get that first or second round KO, he would probably lose probably late by TKO, like just like he did against like Will Brooks or something. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that fight? I mean, it's an interesting fight. I think Chandler's live, though. I'm not saying he's going to get destroyed, but it'd be an inter- it's interesting. What do you think? 
it's definitely an interesting fight. I have said for years, I believe Michael Chandler is the best, is one of the best, if not the best, lightweight outside of Habib. I think he could give Poirier a lot of problems. Do I think he wins? I'm honestly not too sure. I think values on Chandler. I think that's like that is more of like a Peckham fight to me because if Chandler wrestles, what I think his wrestling is better than Poirier's. I think his grappling is better than Poirier's. I think Poirier is the better sh- striker, but Chandler has more power. I think if it, it's if it stays on the feet, if it goes five rounds, I think Poirier wins. If it ends, I think Chandler has the capability of knocking out Poirier, but Poirier's chin, like. Every time I saw Connor being the hardest hitter or lightweight, Poirier got hit with like two really good left hands by McGregor. One did like kind of stun him. Like you saw his eyes kind of like didn't know where he was for a split second. But I have, it's definitely interesting. That fight I'd have to think more about. That one would, that thing's a really close fight. That's the fight I'd want to really see. That's the one where if Chandler beats Poirier, then you could say he's one of the best lightweights ever. Yeah, no, he, I think he already is, and he's incredible, but we'll see. I mean, that's, it's definitely a possibility, guys. Uh, Dana White said that that could be the next fight. Like, he had mentioned that on, on Saturday night. Dan Edwards, hey, what's going on, man? He says, you were right about Murdoch, Adam. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I really like him. He said, I called Poirier Chandler to win, so that boosted my ego. Good call on uh, both guys. We both had Chandler here. Again, you know, I thought that the line was too high in Connor, minus 300, minus 340. Actually, close to minus 340, Cole. We said, we said that minus 300 was a little bit high, so... Yeah, I mean, Poirier, man, he is he's just underrated. Here's a great question. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? He says, Ryan Jay says, uh, is Connor finished? No. I got to be honest, man. You know, me and Cole are a little bit uh, on different ends of the spectrum here. I do think we've seen really big signs of decline from the guy. I mean, like, when have we ever seen him get destroyed like this? Never. Like, even the fights with Nate, he was winning that fight. He got tired on a short notice fight against the bigger guy. There was an excuse for that. When he fought B, he fought the best ever. He got submitted. There's an excuse for that. He just fought a striker and got outstruck and got KO'd. What's the excuse there? Like, people were saying the kicks. Oh, he got kicked in the leg. That's part of MMA. This isn't a boxing match. I was shocked when I saw that argument. It doesn't make sense to me, Cole. If he's going to sit there and take those kicks, he's going to loosen them. So he did. I mean, that's his fault. But it wasn't just the kicks. He also got caught in the chin. He got tired in two rounds. He went seven and a half minutes and got exhausted. Had had that fight gone to the third round, he would have been brutally knocked out again. So, you know, is he finished? No. I think he could come back even better. Like, we saw what happened the first time he fought Nate Cole. The second fight, he looked better than ever in that fight. It was a close fight. It was a war. It was a great fight. The second fight was an absolute war. But, you know, this is different. He's an older Conor McGregor. That's the thing, Cole. He took so much time off after that fight with Eddie Alvarez. Going to boxing and fighting Floyd. Fighting could be getting suspended. Having all the issues outside of the octagon. It's not just getting, like, it's not just losing inside the UFC, Cole. He's also had these issues outside the octagon, too. So... Is he finished? No. He'll fight again. He might win again. I don't think he'll be the champion again, though. I will say that. I don't I don't see him holding the belt again in the UFC. But I know Cole thinks he's got a, a pretty good shot of, shot of doing so, even this year. You know, but again, it's gonna it'll depend. We'll we'll see if he's motivated and ready to come back and hungry. He can definitely beat Dustin Poirier. There's no doubt about it. We've seen him beat him, so there's, there's a chance he can win. But the sport changes, man. The sport evolves, and a guy like Dustin, that fight was seven years ago, Cole. And who's improved a lot since then? Dustin Poirier. You know, he's improved a lot. Let me take this comment from Kevin. I don't think Connor's looked A-plus since the Eddie fight. That was a long time ago. Dude, that was the peak of Connor right there. That fight, remember that fight, Cole? Knocked yep. him down like three times. Like, and Eddie I was, dude, I Eddie was I like a, the best in the world at the time. Go ahead. I, had a, I remember I had a $50 bet with my brother because he thought yeah. he doesn't 
like McGregor that much. He thinks McGregor was overrated. So I remember I bet him for Aldo. I bet him for Alvarez. I bet him both Diaz fights. I lost the first one. But yeah, I of course. <laughs> but I remember the second Diaz fight, he thought just Diaz was too much for him because he wouldn't be able to knock him out. I remember Alvarez, he said, Connor's not a lightweight, and he will just take him down and stuff. I said, all right, 50 bucks. And I remember we were watching that. And then I think the Floyd Mayweather fight is obviously the best and worst thing to happen to Connor. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot pass over $100 million to box. Like, that is the best thing to ever happen to him. That really triggered his superstar. That allowed him to do the whiskey. It, his whiskey would still be popular. It would not be as popular if he didn't fight Floyd Mayweather and get that fight. You can't say no to $100 million. But then that took him at the peak of his MMA career away from fighting and really cementing his case as one. Of, like, if he doesn't fight Floyd Mayweather continues on a lightweight defend his belt like two three times and says i'm retired D he goes down as one of the best ever now i don't even know if he would be in the top like could you make an argument for Conor being in the top 10 of all time uh like pound for pound fighters of all time yeah. like I, I think i think you can because he, he's won two belts in the ufc but he never defended his titles not once so i think that's a knock on him he also has what three losses now in the ufc like yeah, he's an all-time great call. I mean, listen, he's been more for the sport than a lot of fighters have. I think everyone's going to agree with that. But at the end of the day, his record's 9-3. I mean, is that really all-time great? I'm not sure. I mean, there's guys with better records like Khabib, GSP, et cetera, you know? I mean, Anderson, well, Anderson's not anymore. But. The, the thing with Connor, too, is he's in such a weird spot. I think Connor fans overrate him. But I think people that hate Connor underrate him. Yeah, Like, I yeah. think no one really truly gives him what, like, really – yeah, is how good he is. Like everyone that hates Connor thinks he's not good, but you don't knock out Jose Aldo. You don't knock out Eddie Alvarez. I know, I know. I agree with that call. Like he then, is, he's a fantastic fighter. But then the people that are Connor backers thinks he's a god and can't lose, and you just need to touch him once. And then every time he loses, makes all those excuses like, "Oh, this wasn't motivated, Connor, or whatever." But yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, uh, there's got to be like an even medium for him. I, I feel like I do have that with Connor because I got to be honest, guys. I've been hiring him ever since I saw him back in Cage Wars. I remember when he fought with the guys. I haven't. Buchinger in December 31st, 2012. So on New Year's uh, Eve in Ireland. And I remember that fight because people were like, holy crap, this guy looks like the next. People were saying, he looks like the next Nate Diaz. That's what everyone was saying on Twitter. I remember that. Kaposa posted the GIF. And I was like, damn, he looked good. And I remember he fought Brimage. And I picked him there to win by knockout. And ever since then, I've loved the guy. So I remember showing people my gym back when the Brimage. I was like, guys, check out this guy. He fought in the undercard of the Masofsky. He fought in the undercard of Musasi versus Ilya Latifi Cole. Yeah. I was telling everyone, I was like, hey, guys, check out this guy with his knockout. I remember telling my friend at the gym back when I used to train MMA, and he was like, who is this guy, man? Who is he? Now we know who he is. I mean, the guy's incredible, but he is not without his flaws. By the way, <laughs> I love this guy. Don't get me wrong, but you go to his Wikipedia, and you look at <laughs> – there's a tab called Controversies Cole. <laughs> it's full of stuff outside oh, the yeah. game, guys. Ever since 2016, ever since that last fight Eddie Alvarez, Driving offenses, pleading guilty to speeding. I mean, that's not a huge deal. Um, it says he was disqualified for six months. They must have been going pretty fast. The Bellator incident where he uh, he had uh, jumped, with, uh, jumped the cage, right? The bus attack incident was another one. Um, the incident with Khabib jumping outside the cage. I mean, that was kind of both sides' fault, I think. Um, the sexual assault allegations, cool. The Florida robbery with the uh, the cell phone call where the body cam footage came out of him being arrested or whatever. Um, the Dublin pub assault. The uh, Corsica arrest. I mean, this. Like, if you look at his his Wikipedia, he's a true 
he's a true sporting icon because you look at like a lot of famous people like they have these tabs on the Wikipedia as you look, check it out like controversies and, and arrests and all this stuff that's all happened since the Eddie Alvarez fight like that was in November 2016 Colin since then three MMA fights and one boxing match that's it so I think all that stuff has played a factor in his decline he's 32 years old now again I'm the same age as Conor McGregor um, which I always thought was pretty cool because he's actually, what, two months older than me, I think? Yeah, July 14th. So I've always been in the same age as him, and it's always been kind of cool like seeing a guy the same age as me, literally, while I was covering the sport, fighting in the sport, and, and doing well. It was always kind of cool to me. Um, but at the same time, you know, 32, it's not old in general, but it is getting older for an athlete in that division, especially a guy like Connor Cole, who has played around the weight classes. He's cut weight a lot, too. Um, there's a lot of questions about what weight class he should fight in next. We'll talk about that in a second. It'd be cool to see, by the way. I, I think it will be at 155 for a vacant belt, but it would be cool to see that trilogy in a third weight class, Cole. That'd be pretty cool. Now, I've got a lot of questions here. Let's get to them right now, Cole. Um, I want to start with Daniel. I'll go with Daniel first. So he says, I didn't think Pori actually looked his best. I think the car rematch would be a toss-up. To be honest with you, I think, you know, Pori had the win. He got the win, but... The first round didn't look that great, Cole. I gotta be honest. Like he was getting hit a lot, shaking his head, going, like, okay, okay. But I think he was also trying to get into the fight, get into the rhythm. You know, Connor should have went for broke probably because he gassed out two minutes later. He says Connor's durability is uh, in question. I agree with that. I think his cardio is in question, you know, but he's got the power too. We all know that. Babble fan, get yours now with Marcel. He says he wouldn't even put in the top 25. Really, Marcel? He says most popular, biggest draw, not even top 25 all time. Dude, he's won two titles in two different two different divisions. He's beaten Eddie Alvarez. Look at his resume. He beat Donald Sterling. He beat Nate Diaz. He beat Chad Dennis. Like it's pretty good, right, Cole? That's his resume. His resume is one of the best ever. Who has wins over Poirier, Holloway, Aldo, Mendez, Alvarez, Diaz? Holloway too. I forgot him completely. I remember that fight. I mean, that was when they were both young. But yeah, that fight. And he was injured in that fight. He think he blew his knee out yeah. on that fight. So. Yeah, his resume is incredible. So is, by the way, Poirier's resume is even better, in my opinion. It's it's incredible. Well, they're both pretty much equal. Because Poirier's got the win over Max and uh, Connor too, Cole. Plus, he's got the win over Pettis, Alfred. Like, very similar, actual uh, resumes. But Poirier also got the Gaethje win, which was huge as well. Um, let me get this comment from uh, Ryan. He says, Poirier wants to fight Nate. What does that do for Poirier? Bit of a useless fight, you ask me. I think he just wants a win for BS. Dude, it's money, right? I think that'd be a big fight. When I saw that... Tweet the name Mako. I gotta be honest, it got me excited for that fight. Would you watch that fight? I don't really see the point of it. Like, obviously, there's still <laughs> fight at UFC 230. If it's because Poirier's next fight has to be for the belt, Nate Diaz does not. There is about 17 probably lightweights that deserve a title shot before Nate Diaz. So, yeah. if Poirier goes all right, I don't have to fight for the vacant belt. You can do Chandler Oliveira for the vacant belt. I just want this fight first, and if I win, I'll fight for the belt. Then you can do it. But Poirier Diaz, if it happens next, cannot be for the belt. Just because what happens if Diaz wins? You think Diaz is going to defend his belt? That guy is just going to be a hassle. He's going to say, "All right, I want Connor. I want this much money, or I just want it." Like, and I don't think the UFC would give Nate Diaz a title shot right now. Just everything. Like how hard he's been to deal with. Yeah, he doesn't fight that often, right? And uh, the guy's a big draw. Like you said, the the Derek Lewis Cormier card. He was supposed to fight Poirier on that card, Cole. Isn't it funny, Cole? How Poirier was the guy calling a Nate that time, and now it's Nate calling Poirier. All of a sudden, Nate's the one that's got to call guys out because I'm not saying he's irrelevant because he's not. He's still a big star, Cole. But when was the last time he fought? A year and a half ago against uh, Mazadol. So it's been a long time. I'm going to get to your comment in one second, Marcel. Uh, I just want to get this last comment from uh, Daniel. He says, 
he was talking to Ryan. He said they rejected the hooker fight. He's playing hardball. Um, yeah, that's true as well. But I don't blame him. I mean, like these guys need to make as much money as they can. So as far as hardball at the UFC, call, I'm all for it. I'm all for them playing hardball with Sean Shelby, Mick Maynard, and Hunter Campbell. No problem with that. Kevin Scott, definitely not ten, top 10 of all time. He's very good, not great. I don't know about that, guys. I think you guys are being a little bit harsh on Connor. To me, he belongs in the Chuck Liddell Ronda tier. I mean, that's isn't that top 10, though, Cole? Like, he says he's, he's finding it hard to find uh, 10 better fighters. Yeah, but I would put Chuck Liddell in the top probably 10, top 15. Yeah, I mean, listen, guys, there's a lot of good fighters over the years. There is, but what Connor's did for the sport has been amazing. Um, and again, the quality, of, the quality of wins is high. The problem is the three losses, Cole, you know? Here's the thing, Cole, and you're right. Remember you said earlier about him losing again? Cole, at some point, you know, when your guy keeps losing, that mystique goes away. And I feel like it's kind of gone away for him a little bit after getting knocked out by Poirier, a little bit. But I think he could win it back with another win. Having said that, Cole, he goes in there and loses again, Cole. He gets knocked out or finished again. I'm not sure if there'll be as much of an appetite for people to shell out 65 American. Was it 90 Canadian? Was that the price? on no, it's 65 Canadian. 65 Canadian. Okay, I saw someone saying $90. I was like, really? What the hell? That's like a boxing pay-per-view. <laughs> I think actually the, the Floyd fight was like, wasn't it like a hundred bucks? Like the Floyd fight? Yeah, it was a hundred bucks. It's a hundred, right? They don't blame them. They, they sold what, two and a half million? So I'm going to get this con from uh, Marcel. He says, never defended the belt. Fights never when he got something to lose. I only got something to gain. Amazing striker. Second belt never got a chance. I mean, he didn't defend it. You're right. I agree. I think, but the Diaz fight, I think, had as a lot to lose when he lost it. Diaz wasn't really a big star. He was supposed yeah. to fight for the lightweight title, and then he takes this welterweight fight against. Like Diaz became a star after he fought McGregor. Like Diaz was not. He was a he was a known name. He was not a household name before he fought Conor. That was one. But the thing is, like. I see his next time, and it's way harder to climb your way up in a division, but he climbed up featherweight. He beat every single featherweight that was supposed to be the best featherweights ever. Like, he beat Holloway, he beat Mendez, he beat Aldo. Like, he climbed, like, by the time he fought Aldo, he had already cleared out the entire featherweight division. Like, there was not a featherweight he really hadn't fought. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so last uh, fight for that, we'll get to some other stuff, but we didn't talk about this fight yet. Do Bronx versus Poirier? And minus 150 for Poirier, plus 130 for Bronx. Do you think he's got a chance? I mean, he could submit I'd, him, right? I'd still go Poirier. I still just have a hard time trusting Charles Oliveira. So do I. So do I, because I still feel like he's going to have these fight, one of those fights where he doesn't where, go his way and he quits, kind of, right? Like, if this is a fight that goes into that fourth, fifth round, like, what's Oliveira going to look like when he's starting to get tired, starting to get hit up, like, pieced up? Like, I mean, listen, he, his cardio looked unreal in his last two fights. So yeah. it's possible. It, you know, since he's another guy, Cole, since moving to 155 where he's not killing himself to make 145, he has looked more durable, just like Dustin has. But I'm just not convinced he would be um, able to win that fight because as good as he has looked on the feed, Cole, I think Dustin would box him up on the feed, right? Yeah. You know, and I was I was surprised Tony wasn't. And I think Poirier's takedown even is good enough to where you can stop. Like, Oliveira is not the best wrestler. Like, that, the grapplers are never the best wrestlers. But, like, Damian Maya was the first real grappler that – really started training wrestling that's like i'm just gonna only get this fight down to the ground Oliveira doesn't have the best entries on his takedowns where i think poirier can stuff and on the feet i think poirier would pick him apart yeah i agree but um i just want to get to marcel's comment here it says i uh, oh sorry uh, it says it was, it was a welterweight fight that he had nothing to do with with title applications one of majority decisions that's against nate thank god lightweight title shot come on now he clearly didn't want to fight frankie should have been frankie versus connor and not chad versus connor when he wanted to fight frankie frankie's always prime 
completely disagree. Yeah, I don't know who said he was top ten. I don't think it was me that said it. I'm just saying that I think he's closer to top ten than some of you guys are saying. But again, uh, I you know, I'd have sure. to look at the list. Yeah, I Cole, you were the one who said it. Actually, I think look he's at the for sure list. top twenty-five. They're saying he's not even top twenty-five. I would. No, no, no. he said that. Marcel, yeah. come on, come on, Marcel. And but the well the DS fights though he was already getting a lightweight title shot before the DS fights. DS stepped in for RDA when Connor. Yeah, exactly. That was a short notice fight. He took the fight. He didn't have to take the fight. He took it. Again, I'm not. I'm not here. I'm not a Connor apologist at all. We talked about the ice cream ourselves. I am not by any means. But I just think the quality of the wins he does have are, are very high. Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier. Um, Eddie Alvarez, Cole, Jose Aldo, Nate, like that's pretty good, right? Cole, like, that was those, the peak of Jose Aldo. Like he beat Jose Aldo. Yeah. very best but, but i will say this you know he wanted to be i don't want to say greedy but i mean greed greed played a factor he yep. wanted to be greedy and leave mma at the prime of his career to go box mayweather and marcel's going to send the 25 fighters please say, i'd love to see him marcel because to me it's like i can't think of 25 guys who i'd say no. honor I, I really can't there's only a I, I think of- you could definitely think of 10 guys i think that's yep. fair you know cole i think you might be I don't want to say you're overrating, Cole, because it's your opinion, obviously. But I think you can put them anywhere from nine to like fifteen. I think. I think yeah. after fifteen, I think it's. I don't really know if there's fifteen. And again, I have to go. I have to look at the list, guys. Cole's the one saying he's top ten. I, I'd have to look. You know, for me, I don't. I wouldn't put him on the same level as Habib, GSP, even Anderson Silva, Fader. Like those guys, like Demetrius Johnson, yeah. possibly. Those guys are all ahead of Connor. Yeah, Demetrius too. You think or? Because he had all those title defenses. But, again, the level of competition wasn't that high, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I don't think he was beating great guys. And then he fights Henry, and, and he lost the second fight, right? So, you know, he's a guy. It's, it's You know, Cole, you know, Marcel, we talk about this all the time. The pound-for-pound pound thing, it, it, it's – dude, I mean, it's a losing argument, Cole. You can't win that argument, you know? So let's move on to some other things, guys. Um, I'm going to take these last two comments, and then we're going to move on to some other stuff. We only got, like, what, 15 minutes left, 20 minutes? Yeah, anyway, whereas Connor – uh, Poirier and Ferguson decayed so much. I could see Oliver being a bit fresh and actually being Poirier. It's possible, dude. He looks pretty damn good. I gotta be honest. He's look good. Kevin Scott, you can, you, here's how you could tell he had nothing to lose versus Nate. He had lost and didn't negatively impact him in the least. Might have even increased his popularity. Possibly. But I'm, actually, I remember I was at a bar for that fight. I was with my friends. Dude, the, the che- people were cheering for Connor when he, when he walked out. But when he got submitted, people were cheering for Nate. Nate became the star that night. Then Connor also became a star. So it was like you, the UFC basically created two huge stars that night in, may, in many ways. I know Connor's a big star before, but I don't know about afterwards. Babel fan. Never gave Aldo a rematch. Would have loved to see that rematch. Not a show notice. Babel fan. Demetrius Johnson is definitely above Connor. And oh, wait one sec, one second. Kevin says Amanda Nunez is above Connor as well. She's the true GOAT. And Babel fan threatened to come to Canada. Dude, you got your own issues to worry about in the Netherlands, man. I seen the we talked about today, Marcel. I sent Marcel a DM. I'm like, dude, please don't die. I need you to co-host my podcast on Thursday. Please don't let the rioters get you. Cole, do you want to comment about the uh Demetrius and Amanda Nunez uh, comments there? I still think Connor has better wins than both of them. What's to me? You know, and by the way, I don't want to put women in the same category as men. Yep. I think they should be two different. So what? Right? What would so. you say Dimitri's best win is? Horiguchi, um, Henry Cejudo. Cejudo. Yeah. So his top three, I'd say, were Benavidez, Horiguchi, Cejudo. I would pick Aldo above all three of them as yeah. better than all of them. I think Poirier, Holloway, Alvarez. I mean, those three right there. Uh, yeah. Poirier, Holloway, and Aldo. It's better than any win Johnson that's, has. It's damn good. But again, I don't really think title defenses mean a whole lot because no, I, I think they do, Cole. I really do think they do. That's why. Look at who Johnson is defending his belt against. Tim Elliott, 
Wilson I, Hayes, Ray Borg. I agree. When you're looking at, I think when you're comparing Demetrius to like GSP or someone like that, then you look at the quality of competition. But in general, I think he had 12 defenses, right? Like that's pretty damn freaking good, man. And a lot of people mm-hmm. thought he even won the fight with Cejudo. So, you know, I'm on it. I'll be honest. I'm not a huge Mighty Mouse fan because I, I don't know. I just didn't get a lot. Me and him just never saw eye to eye. We didn't have the same personality during his run in the UFC. It is what it is. Um, just never really like, you know, I didn't, I, listen, go get me, I'm not saying he's boring because I think he had some great fights, great performances. But the general call, like I wasn't the biggest fan of the guy. And uh, for me, he's not really in that conversation. But I do know a lot of people do consider him a top guy because of all the title defenses. So to me, those matter. But why don't why don't you think they matter, Cole, the defenses? Like, well, isn't that I the hallmark of a matter. champion? They, they do matter. But when you're beating a sub-500 UFC record, Tim Elliott, I don't think that does anything for you. I like this comment from uh, Babel fans. It does, bro, because you have something to lose. Great, great point, though. I mean, Tim Elliott won his title shot off the Ultimate Fighter, if I'm not mistaken, right? So... In many ways, he probably shouldn't even got one. But you're right. I mean, what does beating him really mean? Or beating Ray Borg, who had a sub-500 UFC record. Wilson Hayes. Like, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Listen, I, I think we should get back to, to uh, some other stuff. And we'll continue the argument maybe tomorrow when Marcel comes on. Marcel, when you come tomorrow, bring your 25 uh, fighters. I'd like to go through this list with Marcel. Cole, you can jump in the comments, and then it's going to be the opposite tomorrow, okay? Um, let's, do, let's talk about some other stuff, Cole. I mean, I just mentioned the rankings, but again, you know, I saw them uh, coming out today with the pound for pound list and stuff. Connor's really dropped down, Cole, and, and you know, the, the, the lightweight rankings came out. Connor's number six now. He's he's actually underneath Chandler and Ferguson. I don't agree with that, Cole. It should, you know, if you have Ferguson above Connor by one spot, I'm okay with that. But the other, Cole, I don't know about Chandler being above these guys. What do you, above Connor now too? What do you think of that? I think. I have no problem. Ferguson, Connor, whichever one you want yeah. above. I think they're kind of an equal. Like if you put Connor above, I have no problem. If you put Ferguson above, I have no problem. I think Tim is underneath both of them. Just just one spot underneath both of those guys. And yeah. then Hooker would be underneath. So yeah. If, you, or, uh, if yeah. you put if you put McGregor five, Ferguson or McGregor four, Ferguson five, Chandler six, if you do Ferguson, Connor, Chandler, I just think Chandler's underneath both of them right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I have the exact same rankings, but, you know, again, it's the UFC rankings, guys. I mean, they scratch, make you scratch my head. They make me pull my hair out. Babble fan Thursday. Yeah, uh, sorry, Marcel. I didn't mean tomorrow. I meant Thursday. Thanks, buddy. Marcel will be here Thursday, guys. He's going to bring his top 25 list. We'll go through it. We're going to have Cole in the comments. There's gonna be I got to think of 25 now. because I'm going to think of my 25 now. Damn it, you guys. Damn it. <laughs> Daniel Edwards, Babble fan's a comedian today. Demetrius doesn't have the best wins. Skill for skill, one of the best ever. Quality competition's out there. Dude, agreed. Agreed. I mean, again, you look at a guy like GSP, Cole. Look at who we fight. Killer every fight, you know. Two two divisions. John Jones. John Jones. I mean, I'm talking about the GOAT. I forgot even John Jones. I mean, to me, he's still, you know, one of, one of the best. But I will say again, for me, you know, there's three. There's a few different factors when I talk about, like, the GOAT and stuff. Number of wins, quality of wins, um, number of title defenses. Um, you know, there's some other factors, too. I do think PD suspicions are something you can keep in mind. That's why if people say GSP is the best, I, I have no problem with that over Jones. I still think Jones is the, he's the best fighter I've ever seen, Cole, but the PD thing does kind of screw it up a little bit, so it's interesting. <laughs> you guys are hilarious today, man. And Battle fan, listen, man, if you don't have DJ in your top 15, don't agree with me. I, he's, he's in my top 15. He's in my top 15. You know what, Marcel? Again, all three of us are going to put our list. Daniel Edwards can have his list. Kevin Scott can have his list. And we'll talk about it on Thursday. Let's move on to a few other things here, Cole. Um, did you see this footage of Dana White uh, freaking out with Hunter Campbell? Now, dude, what the hell? Okay, 
In a situation like that, what do you think they can do when the referee's refusing to stop the fight, when the corner won't throw the towel in, but you're watching the fight and you can clearly see the guy's getting his ass kicked and it's potentially a life-altering beating. Like MMA fighters haven't died, I don't think, from beatings. They've died from weight cuts. We've seen – how many boxers have you seen? Every year a boxer dies, Cole. Multiple boxers die from getting the shit kicked out of them. Dana White was very worried. He said that this guy could die. So in that case, Cole, what can happen? Could there could be a commission member that throws the towel in? Could Dana White throw the towel in? Like it's 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 such a tough situation because you can't take away the win from Cater, the chance to fight for the win if you're UFC or, or a third party. But at the same time, Cole, in a fight like that where guys – he landed 444 significant strikes. He'll never be the same. What can happen in a situation like that when the corner's refusing and then the referee's refusing to throw a towel? You guys tell me too. I want to know what happens. What do you do? Uh, See, so you now that that referee that does the instant replay, I wonder if he has the ability, if you let him on the outside being able to stop a fight, because he's still a referee. He's still a commissioner. That's interesting. Yeah, like another referee. Yeah, because he know, does the instant replay. I wonder if he can say, all right, I'm stopping this. It, it opens up so many like cans of worms, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because just, just say the guy wasn't out. Just say they thought he was knocked out or something. I know it's a different spot where it's a, a cumulative beating, right? But just say he, you know, they did stop it. And Kevin's like, he protested after a tough spot call. I also think Irving is not as good as a ref as he. That fight should have been stopped. He messed up on Rebus. Marina Rodriguez and and and, uh, Rebus, and uh, he Rebus. makes a lot of mistakes. Um, that way, fight, though, I don't know why his corner went throw it in. Like I agree, dude. And I really like Tyson uh, Charty. I know you've talked to him. Like <laughs> you've talked to Calvin. Obviously, have you talked to Calvin? Intense um, attacks or anything, or just no. letting him be? Eh? This guy, he's gonna need. Probably six to eight months. To I would be surprised if he doesn't fight again this year. He might not fight again this year. Yeah, he's going to take at least six months off. I'd say I really like Calvin though, man. He's like a true fighter, dude. When he walks to the ring, I'm like, damn, this guy's a badass, dude. And uh, you know, just the beating—it's just hard to watch. Cole, as a fan, like we love watching guys put on great performances. Cole, what was the difference between stopping the fight in the fourth round and letting go of the decision? Just I think he could have stopped it in the third when he was up round. against the gate. When Holloway landed that elbow, what was it at the end of the second? You kind of knew it, that was the beginning of the end. Then the third round, he was rocked him again. The entire fourth round, Cater was yeah. on wobbly legs. Like oh, if you oh, I agree. told him, if you told him to walk a straight line, stop fighting, walk a straight line, he wouldn't have been able to. I agree, and um, I think Hunter Campbell said the same thing. That's what we were saying. Like when that when he went and had that barrage against the fence, he threw some elbows, and Cater's just like this. He's kind of like just like wobbling. He was covering, but is that really intelligent defense? I'm not sure. If you're going like this, and the guy's elbows getting right through, like is it intelligent defense? I don't know. Let me get these comments here. Um, Cameron Miller, he says, I never liked Herb. Herzog's the best ref in my eyes. Herb used to be one of the best. I don't think he is right now, but Jason Herzog is right up there. And and think about Jason. He's one of like the, the most honest refs. Remember the fight with Anthony Smith Cole? He went on Twitter and apologized. He's like, I'm going to learn from this. It was a bad stoppage by me. And that's another situation where, again, Mark Montoya, a great coach, just like Tyson Chartier, should have stopped the fight. You got to save your fighter, guys. Seriously, like, if a guy's losing Cole, they're losing, like, not only are they losing 10-9 every round, but 10-8, 10-7 rounds. And it goes to the fifth round, like the Amanda Nunez at Felicia Spencer fight. Just save your fighter the extra beating. They don't need to take those punches. That could be the difference between, uh, you know, an extra couple years at the end of their their careers or not. I'm going to get these comments here. Daniel says, Marcel, you're cracking me up. Mar uh, Marcel says, if Jones would be a ballerina, the dude would be the best. Complete freak of nature. Once the lifetime athlete. This guy's hilarious. He says, uh, every time I see Herb Dean F up, I remember Dolly of Mitatalia. That was one of the worst oh. late stoppages of all time. Actually, I don't think either of those guys ever fought again, right? I don't think they've ever fought since then. Maybe Dalloway did. Yeah, he, he fought have... in Risen, got knocked out by... That's uh, right, by Yuri. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor guy. 
which is the stupidest. Like, why would you ever want to put CB Dalla and Zeri for Hoskins? I know that was a joke when we remember that line was like minus a thousand or something. Now he's got three best refs. Mike Beltran, man, he's great. Jason Herrera, great. Mark, dude, this guy was one of the best refs last year. He's really become a good ref. So I agree with that list. I really like Mike Beltran, the guy with the huge uh, Yosemite Sam um, beard or whatever, the mustache thing. I love that guy. He's a great ref. Yeah, whereas Herdean's trying to catch a body in there. It gives him more room for excuses. Um, oh, Babel fan says, uh, Bert Italia have signed with Bellator, but he got two years to Sada suspension. Oh, my God. Kevin Scott, this is the last question I'll take from, from these guys, and then we'll go to some other stuff. Colby got like five minutes left. Uh, Kevin Scott, wish the new outside replay ref take a big role in stopping the fight. The in-cage ref is too much to keep a track of. Dude, refereeing in MMA is such a brutal, brutal thing. Like, it's it's tough. Kevin Scott says, how would a mercy roll if his fight's up five points in the five-rounder, three-rounder, just end it? By the way, there's one other thing I wanted to quickly mention. Um, we were talking about the, you know, scoring fights and stuff yesterday, Cole, and I, I said, you know what, I'm not going to sit here and get abused. And it's, it's true. The other thing I was thinking is, like, the professional, someone was like, well, you got, you got, you give shit to the real refs, the real judges all the time. And I'm like, I know, I know. Number one, they're getting paid to do it. They're getting paid, from what I heard, I talked to a ref before, they get paid like $1,000 per event. So it's not bad. They usually a score, here's the other thing, Cole. Did they score 12 fights, Cole? They scored two. They scored two fights. So when you're doing two fights every couple months, it's a lot different than a guy who's in his you know bedroom watching 12 fights every every Saturday. So that's just another thing I want to mention there. Because a lot of people, you know, again, give me shit. And I, I totally understand if you know the scorecard you disagree with, but you know, there's other factors. You can't compare me to real judge. Battle fan wants to apologize. There's so much fighting going on today. It's because of the riots, Marshall. That's what's going on, man. You're all like geared up. Um Two other things, cool. Uh, Gabby Garcia. Uh, yeah, Gabby Garcia. <laughs> she wants to fight Kayla Harrison. Do you think can she even make one fifty five? Like, remember that fight she had against that like fifty year old Japanese woman, and she weighed in like two hundred and twenty pounds or something. Like, what was her weight for that? I got to check. What was it? I don't. I don't really pay much attention to Gabby Garcia because all her, her fights one hundred and seven kilograms. Isn't that like two hundred and twenty? Yeah, all her all her fights are just. Dude, 35. Dude, she weighs, she weighs as much as Marcel, man. Like, <laughs> Marcel, you can go fight Gabby Garcia. Get your ass yeah, we'll Marcel against her. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I mean, listen, she's got some hype. She actually, cool. She hasn't fought since 2018. It's been a while, but she's got some hype, and, you know, it'd be a fun fight, but kind of a joke. Um, It's official, Cole. I just saw that ESPN tweet on Twitter. Robert Whitaker versus Paul Acosta. It's official. Yeah. April 17th. Sherdog reported it. You know what's funny, Cole? Sherdog reported it. I feel like no one saw that tweet. Then I saw it, and I was like, whoa, no one saw this. Posted on BJ, and then all of a sudden, everyone's talking about it. So, like, we used to work there. They need to do a better job of, like, you know, getting their breaking news out there to a bigger audience. Because it was just, like, a regular tweet. Like, no one saw it. It didn't say breaking or anything. Um, what are your thoughts? You, you talked to Waleed. That's what I wanted to ask you about. You talked to Waleed. Did he talk to you about this fight? I know he confirmed it. Uh, what do you say about this? And what do you say about Davison? Because I know you asked him about uh, his other client as well um no title they were disappointed with that they thought there should have been an interim just because they don't know when adesanya is coming back i think he could have made a case for an interim title um there it is it's i think it should have been for an interim belt because adesanya is fighting know. the month before so why why not you know actually cool it wouldn't be surprising if they changed their mind and made it a vacant belt and you might... can still keep it on free tv and do an interim title fight like you don't need this as a yeah. pay for you doing like it's definitely and then but he said they were both promised costa and whitaker winner fights adesanya or if adesanya vacates winner fights someone for the ball i'm i would not be surprised if adesanya beats blahovich 
and then they s- tell him, all right, what are you going to do? You either defend 185 or defend 205. And if he says, all right, I'll stay at 205, try to get John down, that I would be surprised if this is end up being a vacant middleweight title fight if Adesanya vacates the belt. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. That, that could, I, I feel like, again, they should have did the same thing with the Conor and Dustin fight. They should, as soon as Habib was like, I'm not sure. They shouldn't have been like, okay, we'll take a shot on this. Because Habib can fight for the belt. Exactly. So what was the what was the problem with taking the belt away and, or creating another interim belt? Well, how many times have they created an interim belt when Habib was champ? Like three times, right? Like Tony won one and Justin, Justin won, won, won twice, one. I guess. Twice, yeah. Justin won one too. Yeah, right? So it's, I don't know. Okay, we'll get these comments. We've got two or three minutes left. Babel fan still cheers me up to see that pissed off grandma against Gabby when she missed weight. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Actually, I think she was like in her fifties, man. You gotta stop. I like freak show fights, but that's a little bit too uh, out there for me. Judge uh, Kevin Scott, the judges to rotate rotate every round, every fight. I don't know about that, Kevin. I mean, I think they gotta stick to the one fight. But again, you know, the professional judges get paid really well. Cole, they affect people's like livelihoods. I feel like there's some fans out there that think guys like me and Marcel are scoring these fights online affect these fighters. We don't. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what, guys, I'm gonna walk away from this because. You know, Cole, if we, remember, remember we worked for Sherdog before. We used to score the fights, Cole. There was a fight between Ternaldo and Alex Hernandez, which was a terrible fight. And everyone said that we were wrong because we scored it for Hernandez. You got the decision. Remember, Cole? Yeah. But I accepted that that criticism. I accepted the abuse we caught because we were getting paid to do that. But if I'm just volunteering, I'm like, I'm like screw it, man. Cole, you're welcome to take my volunteer position. Would you like it, Cole? You're welcome to. Cole's oh, like, no, I have to pay attention to every fight. Dude, I, I do enough as it is. And I'm like, you know what, guys? I'm going to walk There is some fights. The, the Sarah Marais fight, I literally told you. I'm like, I turned this off. There was a hockey game on, I think. I know, like, I know, I know. We're I'm like, you. I'll watch the hockey game. I'll check on Twitter when this fight's over. I know. Okay, so we've got two minutes. I'm going to take these last couple questions. That's it. Kevin Scott, don't like how the judges carry bias from one round to another. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Theo Gate, hey, what's going on, man? Jake Paul versus Ben Askren Scott now. So we talked about very beginning of the show, my man. So please go back to like, I think two minutes in and Cole had the breaking news from Ariel. Last question for the day. Marcus Williams, if Kevin Holland's a spectacular finish over Derek Brunson, do you see Holland getting out of the before the Robert Costa winner? I think he could fight the Robert Costa winner for the belt. I think they could like like push him up or like uh, fast track him, they say. Um I'll be honest, guys. I don't know if Adesanya is going to fight at 185 anymore. Cool. I think once he does, because he's bulking up too right, for 205, it'll be hard for him to get back down. And he already cleared out the division. Like, what's next? Is he going to get a rematch? Whitaker, Costa. Again, he's got Holland. Holland's a, a new fight, but and Till. Those are the only two ones. But and Hermanson. I guess. There's he, a few fights. He beats. I would be confident he beats Till because Till's a stand-up guy. There's Cannon. There are some fights, Cole, but I know what you're saying. Like those guys have lost. Like we've he's already. Win. Like he's and they've lost to guys he already beat. I know MMA math doesn't work, but if he's like destroying these guys and they're going out and destroying the guys, the I other know. contenders, like it, I don't really. Know. I think two hundred five is a lot more interesting matchups for him. And I think if he beats Jan, I wouldn't be surprised if John says, or hear me out, Adesanya wins two hundred five. Yeah, it's possible. We'll talk about that. John, John becomes heavyweight champ. Adesanya yeah. moves up to heavyweight, fights John. I think it's possible. And Barryman's talked about his coach. We'll, we'll talk about that Thursday, okay, cool? Last comment, guys. Yeah, whereas I love the podcast reminding the Gabby Garcia weight miss fiasco. Absolutely. Cole, plug yourself. Let's go here. Uh, Twitter, Alcosol91. Not much stuff this week. Kind of quiet week. Talked to Ben Saunders about his free agency, so that'll be up. Uh, I talked to like Villanueva last night about his win, so just that stuff. Anything else is always on my Twitter. Uh, for me, at, on Twitter, at MM Adam Martin. Please follow me, guys. I'm always there to talk about MMA. Anytime you want to talk, just shoot me a DM. I mean, 
Marcus does all the time. Marcel does all the time. Kevin sends you emails. So I'm always there talking about the sport with you guys. I love it. Um, the podcast Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, 10 a.m. Right here on maoddsbaker.com. It's on our YouTube channel, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. Anchor, anywhere you can get a podcast. Um, that's where you can find it. I'm also available at bjpen.com, as is Cole. Uh, and mmarings.net, where I have an article on Dustin Poirier coming out, uh, I think, today. And then there's one at Oddsbaker, uh, where I also have a Poirier Future Odds article. So, guys, back Thursday at 10 a.m. with Marcel. And we're going to go through our top 25 list, apparently, of the best fighters ever.